This is a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. Go to allthews.3cr.org.au. We're putting up new buildings, we're knocking down the old. We're working in the summer heat and in the winter cold. And the labour power we sell me boys for a hard and weekly pay Produces mighty profits for the greedy MBA And whether we were born here or born in Italy In Greece, in Spain or Ireland, in England or Fiji We all of us are workers, united we must stand until the wealthy bludgers have been driven from our land We faced deregistration, it backfired in the face We're not fooled by arbitration, we won't stay in our place We hit the bosses hard and fast to win and keep our gains And break a couple of concrete pours to back our lug of claims so keep your powder dry and hold your head up high. It's glass to glass and face to face, our limit is the sky. We've got a fighting history and we never will be cowed. Our builder's labour is a name to make a man feel proud. Good morning from the Concrete Gang, bright-eyed and bushy-tailed. 8.55 on your AM dial every Sunday morning, 9.30. And the joining me this morning is the Golden Sparrow. Here you go, my friend. Good, mate. Good. Been a long week. And we're here. I forgot your name. What did we call you last time? Brocky. Brocky. Brocky, because she drives like a lunatic. <laughs> Got the new wheels too, don't you? Oh, yeah, and it's a whip. <laughs> so, all right. There's a bit to get through, eh? Oh, yeah. It's been a... Pretty Big, shit week, really, shit hasn't week. it? Yeah. Shocking. Yeah. Shocking week. Um, we'll go right into it. Um, <laughs> on Thursday, on a Mabin job at Blackburn, at the Blackburn Square Shopping Centre, um, tragically, we had a plumber get crushed in an EWP, 25-year-old, uh, sadly lost his life. Um, so, you know, obviously, we've been dealing with that. The job was horrific. I attended. It was, you know... Shout out to all the people at Maven, all the all the labourers and all that. That you know they did their bit. They resuscitated him on the job and all that, and they got him to hospital and all that, and they rescued him. You know, it's like I said, it's tragedy. Did do, everything they could. Did everything they could. I do want to give a big shout out to Emma from Inkling. She came out and she spoke to the the members out there and gave them a bit of counselling and all that. You know, it's sort of. One of those things, when you're dealing with them fatalities, it rocks the whole job. So It's pretty sad, because from all accounts, that was a really good job. Everyone was, you know... Yeah, it was a, and it was at the end, yeah. you know what I mean? So when he, where it happened was they were, it was a roofer who was putting out that... You know when you put sheets, of, you might look at a roof, and you see the, the mesh, the wire, yep. so when they're laying sheets out, so you can't fall through it. He was doing that, putting that mesh out, and obviously got caught between the EWP and the Perling. Perling. And um, obviously crushed him. So, which that's why we want to reiterate the fact of having spotters. Myself and the White Rhino, or three tenors, whatever you want to call him, Belfast Rhino. Yeah, Belfast mate. Rhino. We were out on a Canes job the other week. You know, 
one bloke spotting three three boom lifts. Yeah. You know, he didn't even work for any of the companies, doing his own stuff on the ground, not paying attention. So we sort of pulled that up, and that was the main reason. Then, you know, Kane ended up getting work safe out, and they sort of said you can have one spotter doing whatever, which which we, we weren't copying, you know, and, and they wouldn't put anything to paper either. So, you know. And obviously we've had, I know, right, well, around, right around the country we've had a heap of oh, constant incidents, yeah. incidents with scissor lifts and EWPs and boom lifts and all that. You know, some of them we, we pushed and we got sensors in some of them, but, you know, it doesn't always work. You know, and I think the Royal Commission... Um, uh, uh, the coroner's report, yeah. In Adelaide where a bloke got crushed says recommended everyone every machine should have a spotter. a spotter and it's actually written in in it the in the legislation legislation but it's recommended and some people are running around saying well well we don't need it because it's only recommended but recommended yeah. but it should be you know if you have a if you, every machine should have an individual spotter and that's their that job. is ticketed for the machine they're spotting and that's their job they're not mm. they're not there to you know cut materials cut and materials load up decks and all that mm. um, but like I said it was a tragedy. Unfortunate tragedy, and hopefully twenty-five we something old, from it. You know, the young apprentice was there spotting, working for him. You know, he's you know the whole the whole crew's devastated. You know, and as it were the whole job. I've got to say, yeah, shout out to the shoppy. He did an awesome job. You know, yeah. and all the other unions. But like we said, you just got to doesn't need to happen. It just yeah, it doesn't need to happen. We just take your time with all that sort of stuff. You know, make sure we, let's. I know there's a bit of a push on from the industry, and things are a bit tight. You know, but we do have to take our time, and you know, and you know, and I've got to say, man, the ground and all that was flat and all that sort of stuff. But you know, it just keeps happening more and more. I know we've been talking about a massive campaign and a massive campaign on WorkSafe as well. I know WorkSafe come out there yesterday, and obviously the blokes, the first responders were you know devastated. Yep. I we had a bit of an argument with WorkSafe. They were trying after the cancellers spoke to them. They wanted to go in and interview them. Like we've yeah, just gone yeah. through all that for two and a half hours. You know, probably make, the biggest trauma they'll go through in their lives. And make an appointment and come back and see them on another day. You know what I mean? Like when the workers are ready and feel comfortable. But you know, WorkSafe. Uh, you know, like we say, they're a bit like a bloody fly screen on a submarine. You know, <laughs> but you know, and so that's where we're at there on that job. You know, that job's. Yeah, we've, we've stopped it and it'll be stopped. And obviously we've been going around and doing, um, followed the procedure of what normally happens when there's a fatality in the industry. You know, obviously the builder, the, the builder, that builder will go home, all their jobs normally go home, and then all the rest of the jobs we stop. Doing we safety audits. and Do a toolbox, a minute silence, and then we go out and we do a safety audit. No one goes back to work until that safety audit's been completed. So the boys are out and doing that. So, and obviously... Um, we had a shop stewards meeting, Brocky, so... Yeah, we sure did. So John Someone. went through some of the survey revol- results that we've got. So there was close to 15,000 surveys returned, which is probably one of the highest returns any survey has got. And I know the third-party company that was running that said that they were very overwhelmed with the responses. So some of the top things that came back from that was, number one, the wages and conditions, obviously. Number two were the RDOs and Easter and Christmas break. There was also 94% support for women in the industry, which has been a huge increase since the last survey was conducted. So that's really great to hear. We also had some support for hunting. So we spoke a little bit about the Animal Justice Party and what they stand for. And um, we just went through some of the policies that they had and how that would affect everyone, the way that they live and eat as well. Um, 
so that was really great. Some of the results that we got from the survey is going to be implemented and the negotiations are going to start. So hopefully we'll be able to get a good result from that. Yeah, I think we're one of the only unions that actually. Yeah, does we're a survey, one of the only they? unions to do a survey, and you know, there's other stuff in that survey as well. Which you know, with a massive return, you know, that's like over half our membership. So that's huge. You got to think, you know, when you have like right across the nation, if you have a union election, you're lucky to get not even a quarter of their membership. So we've done great there. Over that gives half. you the power when you're negotiating to go. This is what our membership want, and Isn't we're it? not negotiating Isn't on this. These are non-negotiables. We're going for it. So it gives us a great position, and uh, shout out to all the shop stewards that did that. I think a couple of the big things were the it. Christmas and Easter break, weren't they, as well? Yeah, Wages, absolutely. obviously. Yeah. Yeah. So, and the other thing is, you know, I know uh, Brocky mentioned the hunting and that. You know, we are in there supporting the rect- uh, recreational stuff. So I know my dad's a mad duck hunter, and I know it's not just hunting; it's four wheel driving, motorbike riding, and everything that goes with it, isn't it? Camping. I, I know a certain precast organizer that gets his camo oh. out. He looks like he's in the SAS. The tour tractor, up, yeah, full. <laughs> he's got the full um, the suit, yeah. you know, with all the sniper suit and all that. And the deer hunter, it. the deer hunter, the. He's out there hunting pigs. He's a pig hunter. He's, he's got the he's got the tractor with all the camo on it. You know, he gets the black paint. Mate, you know? <laughs> gets in the zone. Caught cries through the zone. But that's his stress relief, isn't it? You know, he's hunting them stingrays. Yeah. So got a high stress job, and that's how they get so we, some stress. We're not against. You know, we're not about animal cruelty or anything of that. We're about you know keeping recreational sports open. You know, like four wheel driving and all that. I know myself. Um, you know, I grew up riding motorbikes in the Otway Ranges and that. State Forest, yeah. And I remember the when we were younger, the police got called on us by these um, greenies. And, I, you know, I'm all for the environment as well, like passionate about the environment. And I remember they were saying, you can't ride in there, you shouldn't be riding in there, and dobbed us all in. And then, But what you got to remember is a lot of them fire tracks stay open because of bike yeah. riders and all that. You know, they don't get used. And I'm not about trashing. We don't leave any rubbish and all that. But, you know, a lot of people that do four drive and all that are into environment stuff you know that's why they get out there so we are like we said we are we you know campaign for everyone so obviously we might um cut to a track what do we got campo what do we got the first one um we got pete murray seen better days days. i saw it coming i saw emptiness and tragedy and i felt like running so far away I knew I had to stay And I know when I'm older I look back and I still feel the pain I know I'll be stronger And I know I'll be fine For the rest of my days I've seen better days Put my face in my hands down on my knees and I pray to God Hope it sees me through to the end I noticed most things But I didn't notice the change It was hot in the morning Then it turned so cold Towards the end of the day There was no count I just felt like I was in space I needed my friends there I just 
Good song, Pete Murray. And part of the reason we won the, I wanted to play that song is um, we had Emma from Inkalink um, come and speak to the stewards meeting. Uh, she's a counsellor. You know, we, we've got a major industry problem where we've got a lot of suicides. If you look over the last month in our industry alone in Victoria, we've had four suicides. Yeah, one a week. One a week. So we are we are pushing big on that, you know, mental health. And we've got to treat it as a sickness, you know, like... If you got someone's got cancer, everyone goes, "Oh, you got cancer," but you know, and you're, you're happy to tell your mates. But if you're struggling and you don't tell anyone, you know, that's when the tragedy starts. So we've got to have that conversation. We've got to make it normalised to talk about it. You know, and you know, it's you know, everyone's we've all dealt with suicides before in the industry and all that. It's it's devastating, and I've, I've worked with blokes who've committed suicide, and everyone's like. Why didn't you just tell us he had an issue? You know what I mean? Yeah. We could have helped him. We could have done that. You know, and it's about losing that stigma. So Emma will be going around to the sites and um, talking to blokes and, you know, trying to get, and women, but, you know, it's um, blokes are worse than not talking. So that's probably, but we're going to go and try and, you know, get more people. That's why we've got the Blue Heart Hard Arts program yeah. and all that. The assistant secretary touched on it at the Shields meeting, you know. That Paddy Pimbledon, you know, the UFC fighter, he's, yeah. he said, He'd rather have his mate cry on his shoulder than kill himself. So yeah, and it's yeah, it's about yeah, getting help and you know seeking help. And there's something else that came out of the Stuart meeting around uh, local government councils. Yeah, so currently we've already got a record membership. So we've got a whole heap of other industries ringing up our office wanting to jump on board with us and get the representation that they actually deserve and pay for. So we've got council workers currently knocking on our door. Um, Meepole, you'll probably see them all over the city. They're the ones that uh, 
I think. Who's, I don't know, Neepole? Meepole, yeah, I'm pretty sure they're like the rubbish. Council. Oh, yeah. Rubbish yeah. cleaners, yep, council workers. So we've got a, another union that's within our building called Moo who are currently being um, representing those council workers. Yep. So they're also wanting to jump on board with us and John went out and did a barbecue with the workers and had a really great, um, really great feedback from those workers and, yeah, so hopefully there'll be another bunch of members that we can take care of. They want yeah. to join the best union in the world. I've got to say, my, my old man's a Moo uh member out of the Krangamite Shire. He works in the Shire. Um, and, mate, they, I think they've signed up 90% of that cancel, you know what I mean? And, you know, they're happy to get on board. They haven't been represented properly for a long time. Um, and, you know, some of these sectors, the unions that are representing them aren't representing them. And then people wonder why people... Like our lowest union density nationally, I think we're down yeah. to like nine percent. But it's because there's not unions representing them. They'd rather represent politicians and look for safe labour seats. Well, we're not about that. We're about representing boots on the, the ground. Members, yep. And you know that's what we're doing. And we're, you know, we will represent whoever we got to represent. But it's good sign for our union. We've got record membership, which is great. And there's other industries and other people who want to get in our union. Because we are a good, strong People union. Down the you can see all the shit in the paper, but it all means nothing. They all want to get represented at the end of the day, isn't it? That's, no, it. that's all it is. And you yep. want to be represented proper, properly. And we've got the runs on the board, so of course they're going to want to join the CFMU. It just ask us how good we are. <laughs> we will definitely tell you that. We could talk about that for hours. Yeah. Well, I think one of the issues that a lot of unions don't have is that when they're going out to site, they're not really focusing on the things that make a difference and obviously we concentrate really hard on safety and making sure that the jobs are up to scratch so everybody can go home the same way that they came to work and I think um, that's one of the things that a lot of unions lack. I think the biggest thing at our union um, is you're getting represented by people from your industry. You look at the leadership of our union, John Secker, Builders Labourer, Lias, Builders Labourer, uh, Decker. Robbie, Cranes, Decker, Decker Carpenter. Carpenter, Mick Miles. I think he was a painter. I don't know what <laughs> Mick was. Joe was probably a tiler or something, wasn't he? Nah, Joe was, <laughs> Joe was a dogman. Yeah. I've got a funny story about that, but I won't give up, <laughs> mate. But, you know, they, we were all, they were all rank and file members from the tools. A lot of unions get people that have gone to uni, gone to tertiary educated people that have never actually worked in an industry to, and represent them. Like, you speak to John and you speak to Decker and you speak to Elias, they've been on decks when there's been no water. They've been on jobs when, you know, there's been a fatality. They've de- dealt with that because we've been on the job. We've been there when there's no smoke sheds. We've been there when blokes are treated like shit yeah. and you're put in unsafe situations. That's why, and all the officials that work for the union are like that. So that's why we take it serious. We do take it personally and, you know, it's a good sign of a good union when, you know, if you read all the stuff on our union, you'd think we're all, all this bag. But what we are, and no one can not argue this, we get, we're the union that gets results. There's a reason we are the highest paid in the industry. There's a reason we have better conditions than nearly other sector, because we get results. So, like we said, you know, join up, get back on, and let's go. Fourth. Um, obviously, Which, that's another reason why we're trying to push WorkSafe to get inspectors from the floor, from our industry, isn't it? Yeah. You know? Yeah, you've got to understand the problems the to be able to and how fix it them. evolves. You know? Yeah, exactly. And obviously, we we are having there's more stuff coming out on WorkSafe. Another, we did speak about a rally. Um, I think we're meeting with the the boys are meeting with the minister, the uh, Building Trades Group of Union or the big whatever it is. Big BIG. BIG Building Trades Group. That's Queensland. <laughs> BIG. Um, 
So the leadership of all the unions, like you know, the metals, ETU, plumbers, and the CFMEU, are meeting with the minister and putting forward what changes they want. And if we don't get a good response, like the secretary said, we're out in the streets, you know. And it's the only way we're going to get attention, especially when, like we spoke about it, you see people work safe. We've got ABCC lawyers in there on the chair. Yeah. We've got, we've got. You know, it's hard to get a you know, and you, people from you got more chance of winning bloody lotto than getting yeah. a worksafe inspector to write a notice yeah. or a prohibition or whatever. They we've got good inspectors that have been doing that and they've been getting overturned. They get shafted, yeah, yeah, because so. of these ABCC and um, yeah, a couple of people from the board of borrow are on the yeah, yeah. So. anti union people running worksafe and don't like us and they don't like have no compassion for workers. So that's going to change. What's going on with Kane Construction, my friend? Oh, Kane, well, they're another one. Obviously, we went out there, you know. Did I speak about that already or no? Did you? Well, I don't Kane, know. Did yeah. I didn't pay Kane, we went out to Kane. Oh, you did, sorry. Yeah, with their observers and they didn't want observers. So with the the EWP, so we're on to that. Uh, That's getting sorted in the ILA. Yeah. The ILA had a big win. Yeah, Chrissy said that after the pressure that we put on them with the Orsted rally that we had. For the seafarers? Yep, the International Longshoremen's Association had um, won the right to use unionised labour with unionised wages as well. So that was a good win. Big win, that. Yeah, absolutely. And we've we've had a bit of excess in the wind farm stuff, haven't we? Yeah, what are they called again? I... RJI. RJI, yep. Yep. Organisers been going out there, you know, doing the business, and it looks like they want to, um, they're, they're in the batteries. They want to um, sign an agreement now, put on a, a rep and a Peggy and do everything. Yeah, good right. work from the two organisers involved, yep. no, Jeans and um, McCruds. McCruds. Cornetto have been out there. The Cornetto have been putting some work doing in. Doing the business and um, getting the results. So, so we, are, we are starting to make some ground in that That's wind farm. That's a big because they've got a lot of batteries coming up and sustainable energy. So Yeah, then batteries, so you know, they're the ones that hold the power from the wind farms and then yeah. transfer it through the line. So that's a big... You know, they, they range from like 80 million up to a billion. So that, that's a big win. We did so. say we're coming after that sector hard. Um, and and we're still going to get the, we're still going for it, you know, yeah. the renewables and all that, the turbines. So, um, and we had the the Cubans. There. Was it the Cubans? Yeah, that's right. So this year in May, myself and another organizer got to travel to Union. Uh, sorry, to Cuba. Uh, so we go there to celebrate and support the Cubans in their May Day. Um, this was the first time in I think it was about. 50 or 64 years that May Day was actually cancelled because what is going on over there at the moment is they've got a fuel shortage. So a lot of people know that there have been sanctions and embargo put on Cuba, um, but I don't think people really understand what how it actually affects people. So Cuba's not allowed to trade with any other com- uh, countries. So with um, their resources and their materials, they can't get anything into the country. So they really struggle on a day-to-day basis. I mean, in the construction industry here, we take a lot of things for granted, but they can't get any building materials. Safety definitely is a luxury for us, but what they do over there is absolutely amazing. They're uh, very creative and innovative with the very little resources that they have. So um, just last week, we had three Cubans come over and we took them out on a job. We showed them, took them on a tunnel tour, which was pretty eye-opening for them. Um, and we also just went and took them to the Indigenous Museum and we did a bit of a workshop with our young activists, our women's group and our um, 
<laughs> Young activists, indigenous and women. women. Yeah, that's it. So that was really great. I think um, it was very eye-opening for the members and the shop stewards that went to that. It's um, it is very. It's not as common as you would think to about people understanding what's going on in Cuba. America has put basically performed an economic genocide over there so everybody learnt a lot it was really really great and we've committed to trying to help Cuba get some resources like PPE and and materials and stuff from the unions yep and we're going to send over a a container there so that was um was really interesting and it's really great for people to understand and support Cuba and just raise some more awareness about about Australia um amongst Australians about America's attempt to just basically destroy this country yeah Team America, please. Um, <laughs> obviously, uh, we go in the. Well, we also go in the scallywags getting there. So, um, I, I just there's a. I just heard a rumor that Vcon might be, you know, on shaky ground. Vcon, if you don't know who Vcon are, um, they're Element Five's other arm. Yeah. So, we've been talking about Element Five. We had massive campaigns in the union. So fingers crossed. It might just be, it might just, <laughs> might be a rumor, but any subbies out there that are owed money, I'll be getting that money well, in the you bank. Put as the soon mods as, on, you as soon as the concrete gang puts the mods on someone, they normally yeah, go. Yeah, so, so just, just to, you know, shout out to all the subbies if you owed money from them. Maybe chase it up and get that sorted out as soon as possible. All right, so we'll go in the scallywags. What scallywags we got, gang? What's, What's who's been playing up? Um, Who has been playing up? Everyone, aren't they? Yeah. Who we got? Oh, one build. One build. I've never really oh, heard Gasha. much about. Oh, that's who it is. Right. Gash is a bit shifty. Plaster of one build. Six months behind in their compliances. That's all. Six months. Six months. So, Yasha, Yasha, Yasha. And he's been winning work, obviously. You know. Yeah. Who else we got? Hutchies. They were playing up too, weren't they? I think they're all right this week. Hutchies. You know. Oh, I thought they were playing up. Well, yeah, we'll just give a shout out to Bernie anyway. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> Bernie's now been the Suki Lala, Suki Lala, and then he's sooking up because he was the Suki Lala. So, yeah, bit of a shout out to Bernie. Obviously, you know, um, yeah. Who else we got? Who's been playing up in the offsite world? Oh, look, I've been going out and doing a fair bit of work on um, silicosis, so just making sure our companies have got their high-risk silica plans in place. And some of the shocking things is that they've got the paperwork, but they haven't actually implemented any of the controls. So there's a lot of work out there, and we all know that silicosis is the next asbestos. So it's really important that people follow their swims, um, make sure that they're wearing all of the PPE, and if they don't feel safe doing the work, just to stop uh, silicosis is going to be rampant and we really need to pay special attention to that yes yeah so obviously um that who else i don't know i don't know who's winning we'll throw kane in there kane. they've turned a bit of a corner they put on a roman short which is doing he's doing a stellar job so we've got one build one build asha yasha work safe for not doing any here. work safe he's been terrible in there but and csr ca- csr, CSR. And Kane's construction, construction for being Kane's. Who are we going with? I'd I'd go with Yasha. Yeah, yeah. Yasha not paying compliance. That's pretty. Shifty. And then sucking up when he's got to pay him back. We all agree. Yasha. Yep, Yasha. Yep. And who are we going for the Bernie Nolan Suki Lala <laughs> award? Probably Kane. Just, just they're just horrible people. Yeah, and they just still like don't kick, really give a shit well, about no, safety. The grill has been sucking a lot about just. General, shit, General shit. Yeah, he is, isn't he? Well, they've just Cranes been burning their own subbies. It's yeah. shocking. And sooking up about it. So, yeah, we'll we'll throw them in. So, Kane's won Suki Lala. Yeah. We'll go out the same old way. 
Dare the struggle. Dare to win. If you don't fight, you, you lose. lose. Good morning for the Concrete Gang. And we're going out with Rodriguez because he passed away. Sugar man, won't you hurry? Cause I'm tired of these scenes. For a blue coin, won't you bring back? All those colors to my dreams Silver magic ships you carry Jumpers, Coke, Sweet Mary Jane Sugar man met a false friend On a lonely, dusty road Lost my heart found it It had turned to dead black coal Silver magic ships You carry Jumpers, Coke Sweet Mary Jane Sugar man You're the answer That makes my questions disappear Sugar man, cause I'm weary of those double games I hear. Sugar man, sugar man, sugar man, sugar man, sugar man, sugar man. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. 
For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.